Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Hey there, this is episode 16 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. If you've been hanging out with me for the past few weeks, you know that we're in the middle of our Speaking Up at Work series, talking all about how to use the power of your voice to take control of your career. We talked with Brittany Cole about career storytelling. And last week, we sat down with six-figure resume writer and interview expert, Ashley Cash. But what I didn't tell you about Ashley is that she's also a salary negotiation expert. So this week, I want to bring to you the second half of my conversation with Ashley, where we talked about how to articulate your value so that you're compensated fairly for the positions that you choose to accept. Enjoy. Mm -hmm. So it's like a mindset, you know, like you really have to have your mind in the right place to to do all this stuff, you know. Which leads me to the other side of the coin, meaning they call like, hey, we want to offer you the job. And I think there's a mindset that has to go along with that in regard to now it's time to negotiate because for years, I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, I'm just grateful for an opportunity, like perfect. You want to give me that? I'll take it. Perfect. (laughs) And and, um, it took a mentor to tell me like, girl, you better ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? You know, because I'm (laughs) afraid, like, well, will they take the offer back? Like, will they look at me like, oh, she's greedy, you know, or, you know, all the the mind things. So can you talk a little bit about mindset around negotiating? Absolutely. And not to get, you know, all deep, but it does start in the mind. And I will be completely honest with you guys. I come from very humble beginnings. So my mindset about money in general was really shaped by that, right? So then when you grow up not having a lot and you grow up learning to be grateful for what you have, you know, however small that is, it's, I was surprised at how that had manifested itself into adulthood and how I viewed money and to your point, you know, just being grateful for, for what was offered. So I had to do some mindset shifting um, to, to remind myself that I, not only I as a human being am worthy of the ask, but my skills, experiences, accomplishments, you know, my secret sauce, my swag I'm bringing to the table, all those things are of value. So I think that's a, I don't, you know, again, not to get crazy deep, but I think it's really important before we talk about the more tactical parts of negotiations to make sure that people really are thinking about themselves and their work in that frame, that all of this has value and you're worthy of what you're asking, that there's nothing to be ashamed of or don't take on that. Well, they're going to think fill in the blank. Don't even let yourself, don't even let yourself think that, right? We're, We're really at this point talking about a transaction. So don't, don't go there. Um, so I think that's that's probably a good first step. And then um, if you want, we can absolutely talk about the more, you know, actual tactical sides, like when they call you what to do. 
Yes, please do give us the tactics, but I'm I'm still hanging on the word transaction. Um, I love that because that takes a little bit of the emotion out of it. Like, oh, am I going to be perceived? No, this is a transaction. I'm bringing you valuable skills that will make you money mm-hmm. in exchange. Let's talk about what I'll be getting. And it should be um, we both need to be winning, period. That's it. So love that. But yeah, what? Give us the tactics. Yeah, absolutely. So and P.S. Kelly, if you, you know, if you feel like you want to do some consulting work, um, come on, what you, what, what you think, what you saying, what you saying, <laughs> I mean, Kelly, listen, you are blowing it up. You got it. You already have it. You're absolutely right. And when we start talking about tactics, we're really thinking about it from the vantage point of the value that I'm going to bring to the table. So step one, um, from a tactical standpoint is know the market. Right. So what is market value for someone with your experience and skill? So that's that's sort of your basis. Right. So now, you know, if you're getting a good offer or a great offer or a low offer. Right. And there's all kinds of um, websites you can visit. I like Glassdoor. Um, I also love asking my network. Right. People that have actual salary history, which that's probably a whole nother discussion about talking about money with with friends and peers. But um it's a great way, especially asking men, you know, hey, like, do you think this is a good salary for this work? Would you take Would you take this? Um, that's a great way to be just equipped, right? You go into the negotiation knowing that, okay, if they give me anything below this, I know that they're not coming with their best offer. So that's step one. Step two is when you get the offer, resist the urge to negotiate right then or accept right then. And I'm guilty of this early career. They're like, Ashley, we want you to join the team. Oh, my God. Yes. Right. 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 Um, there's a lot of emotion that you're feeling. You're excited. But what you do is you, when they give you the offer, you just say, thank you. I'm excited about this. Um, can you send over all the details in writing? And can we schedule some time, you know, a day or two from now to discuss? And all you're saying is that you just want some time to review the full offer. That's literally it. That will give you an opportunity, one, to kind of collect and gather your nerves so that you're not negotiating when you're excited or nervous, and you're really able to prepare um, a, a great counter. And that's where, again, you can do some of that research. You can ask friends in the industry, would you accept you know, an offer in this ballpark? Um, you can start to really piece together that counter. So those are kind of my top two tips. And then the third thing is, and people overlook this one a lot, is when you present your counter offer, present it and be quiet. Do you recommend that it's done over the phone versus email? It it depends. So I would say the longer or more complex the counter starts via phone. Because if you have a, a long list, or sort of a complex ask where you start asking about equity and, you know, maybe other things, it, you don't want that email to come across as a list of demands, if that makes sense. So you want to be able to really kind of talk through and nuance um, why you're asking. You want to give some justification points. And you do that both in writing and in email. But if it's a sort of simple, if you will, counter like, oh, you know, you offered 70, I was thinking closer to 77. Yeah, I think that's absolutely okay to 
um, put in an email. And I think the other thing is when, when you're presenting a counter offer, either via phone or via email is, um, and this is kind of a, a secret that I use is take the information that you have gathered from the interview as your justification, right? So one of the questions that you want to be asking during your interview that you can leverage in your negotiation are questions like, what are some of the goals for this particular, you know, business unit? You know, what are the goals for the company? Um, what are some factors that have gotten in the way, you know, of you reaching that goal? Um, those are sort of the answers to the test, right? If they tell you we are looking to have double-digit uh, growth in the next six months, okay, well, when you go to do your negotiations, you talk about how you were able to achieve double-digit growth, you know, in your last role or your last two roles, like that you have a track record of doing that. And that's why you're asking for more. That's why you're asking for equity. If you, if they say, well, you know, a problem that we've faced, um, which is why this role is even open is because uh, we're having a hard time tapping into new markets or tapping into new demographics. They literally have just given you the answers to the test. So then you, when you go to negotiate, you say something like, as a matter of fact, you know, this is, a, I've actually led a team of just market penetration for this demographic. And these were the results of that. And I'm going to bring that exact same skill set and strategies to your team. So if you're trying to get double digit growth, you go ahead and run me my money. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> don't, don't say it like that. But, but, but ultimately, that, those become your negotiation levers. It, it's not even about speaking about skills, experiences, accomplishments, sort of in general terms. It's really um, building a bridge to what you can do slash what you have done and connecting it to their specific um, goals and or problems. You're really positioning yourself as I'm the person that can come in and get it done and illustrating that in terms that they will, you know, respond to. That's the secret. That's that's the catch. Oh. That is brilliant. I mean, so it's like knowing exactly what they value and then giving mm -hmm. it right back to them. Like I've demonstrated that I've already done that. And all I will exactly. do is come in here on day one and do the same exact thing for you. So where do you exactly. want me to sign at? What what we going to do? <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I love that. Can you talk a little bit about the other things that we can negotiate besides salary? For instance, um, one time I got an offer and... Once again, going back to network, I knew someone that worked at the company and she told me she was like, they're going to be firm on the salary, but negotiate your vacation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I love that. Um, I love that you went back to your network and you guys, you know, I will speak from a cultural standpoint. You know, I grew up again, right? This mindset. I grew up like, you don't, you keep people out your pockets. You don't, you don't tell your business. You don't, that was always taboo to, to talk about what you had and what you didn't have to other people. That's how I grew up, right? But exactly what Kelly just unpacked for us is that in other cultures, that's, they do the opposite. They're like, oh, no, 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 you can get this, ask for that, press them on this. And so in Kelly's example, having inside intel helps you understand the levers you can pull or what you can ask for. So Kelly knew, okay, well, I'm not going to push too much on the money because I already know I've got inside intel, but I will ask on PTO. I know they can bend there. And so um, 
other things just so that I answer the question, PTO, we already talked about, you can negotiate things like um, conferences. So one of the packages I asked for was I want to go to like industry conferences um, twice a year and I want the company to pay for that. And what I love about that is that's information that I can take with me, right? Like if I go and learn or I go and make a new connection, um, I can take that with me. Um, the other thing that I've had clients negotiate, um, I had a client who was wanting his PMP certification and the prep for that can be very expensive if you take a course. So he negotiated that the company would pay for his prep, like his class, his materials, and then also the exam, which I think was somewhere between five and $800 at that time. I can't remember exactly, but the company paid for all that. And he even negotiated the amount of time that he had to stay after he got the certification. So they wanted him to stay, I think, two years, and he was like, I'll stay one year. And they took that. So uh, you can negotiate software or technology. If you're someone who prefers you know, a Mac versus a PC, you can ask for that. You can ask for an office, as silly as that may sound. Um, I mean, I, I want to say equity. So I'm talking about stock, depending on the job level, right? So let's, let's be clear about, um, you know, some of our more entry to maybe even mid-level where we may or may not, depending on the company, be able to negotiate stock. It just depends on the job, and, and I would definitely research online and research in my network to, to see what those options are. But if you're in a more senior and certainly C-suite level, stock options are definitely something that you can uh, negotiate or, or certainly have a conversation around. But I think the list is endless. I mean, just ask yourself, what is it that I need to do my best work? Uh, flex time or flex schedule, remote work. All of those things are negotiable. I mean, there's nothing too silly to ask for. So those are some of the more common things. But if you've got a special kind of request, it doesn't hurt to ask. Wow. That, I wouldn't have thought of half of those things. So that is such valuable insight. So are there certain things as we're negotiating that you just should not say? Like, do not say that. Yes. Oh, one of my pet peeves is when people say, I need to talk it over with my partner, which is, let me just be real. Um, I do have to talk things over with my partner. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the kind of relationship that we have. But what it does is it really just sort of, it, it frames you in the, in the light of you're not make, you're not able to kind of speak or make your own decisions. And that's not true. Again, me and my husband, like, we make decisions together. That's a rule for our family, but they don't have to know that. And so you want to position yourself as, you know, assertive and powerful. And so that's just one of those things that you don't have to say that. Again, you, to reframe that language, you can just say something like, I just want an opportunity to review it. You know, I just want a chance to review it. Um, the other thing is that you shouldn't say is yes too quickly. We already kind of covered that. Um, so those are probably the, the kind of two key things. And then just, again, the most underutilized thing in, in negotiations is silence. And I'm and the reason I want to kind of hit that point one more time is that um, negotiations are is, is kind of like a dance. And so if you put something out there, you put a counter offer out there, be quiet and allow the person to process it. 
Like you might be nervous and your inclination might be to break the silence, but the silence allows that person to really process. Uh, it allows, you know, you to kind of be thinking, okay, if they come back with this, I'm going to say that. If they won't give me this, I'm going to ask for that. You know, it just really allows space for thought. And if you interrupt someone's thought, um, you could really be kind of ruining the negotiation. So don't be afraid of awkward silence in a negotiation. Mm, that's valuable. Okay. Now, what about what about if you're already working a job? You've been working there for a while and you want to have that discussion with your manager. You want to talk about, you know, a bump up in pay or a promotion. How mm-hmm. do you deal with that? Yeah, this is always tough just because you have more leverage in a new offer than we often do in a role we're already in, which is really crazy when you think about that. But I digress. Um, <laughs> what you really want to do a couple things is you want to try your best to understand um, the budgeting calendar. So understanding that January or you know Q1, which is when appraisals or performance reviews typically happen, is not the time to ask for um, a raise or a promotion. That decision's already been made, okay? Those meetings are communication meetings. They're, they're just letting you know. They're putting you on notice about what's going to be happening for the year to come. So if you uh, can either gather intel, a lot of folks start talking about budgets late summer, early fall, so kind of that August through October. Uh, department heads are typically working on budgets for the following year, and those are starting to get approvals. And when department heads are doing budgets, salary expense is one of those. So believe it or not, uh, those salary decisions, they're already starting to think through that way before we get to January, right? Because they have a budget and they're like, okay, my salary expenses are only going to go up this amount. So even though your specific increase is maybe not being decided, sort of their overall salary budget is already being decided. What piece of the pie you get out of that? you know, your performance starts to take into consideration. So said all that to say, knowing that you want to be having a conversation with your boss throughout the year, okay? This is not this one and done, um, I want to raise, I want a promotion. You want to really make it clear through check-ins, through meetings that you're scheduled that, hey, you know, my desire is to grow with the company, specifically my career, specifically my salary, Um how do we partner to do that, right? And you could start doing that in January. And every time you meet with your boss, bring that up. Every time you get uh, feedback from your boss, like, hey, that's great feedback. Because you know that for me, it's important to move up to the next rung. I'm also interested in, you know, earning more. Uh, and so this is helping me do that. But don't just make it one-sided, right? The first thing or the first point I'm trying to make here is make your intentions known. Because, if they don't know, then they can't advocate for you or, or whatever. They can't um, bring your name up. But it, the more you're talking about what you're looking for out of your career, the better. The second thing is keep score. If you are killing it on your job, don't assume that your boss, is. that's all top of mind, right? So every time you're in front of your boss, hey, I just want to run through some of the things that um, I accomplished this week. You know, I landed this deal. I found this $40,000 mistake, right? You keep those things top of mind and you really just plant seeds 
And and then you kind of ask and say, hey, when's a good time for us to have this discussion? When's the next time for us to really map out um, the next step for my career and also, you know, my salary? So it's don't think of it as a singular uh, conversation. It's really something that you're going to be probably working on uh, for a while. Awesome. Awesome. Well, tell us all about your services and where we can find you online. Absolutely. So I serve clients um, in three distinct ways. The first one is resume writing. So if you are someone who are like, yeah, I love the tips, but I'm not, I'm not trying to sit in front of a computer. Don't worry. I got you. Um, I can write you a winning resume. Uh, the second way that I service clients is through interview prep. So some of the steps that we just talked through coming up with those stories to tell can help you with that. And then the third and final is salary negotiation. So as you approach an offer or if you have an offer that um, you want to talk through or talk through a counter, I can help you in that way. You can connect with me on uh, online at ashleyincash.com or on Instagram at ashleyincash. Ashley, thank you so much. This has been like a deep well of practical information. So I'm so grateful to be able to bring all this good insight to our audience. Well, thank you for having me. And um, you, you got it. You already know what to do. So <laughs> if you want to start a, start a side business, Kelly, you're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're going to talk offline. Just wait. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.